This is the fear of science. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Fear of Science, the show that dives into the wide world of science and science-adjacent topics to demystify, debunk, and delight. Each show features a new fear, along with special guests, surprises, and discoveries along the way. My name is Daniel Chai. And I'm Jeff Porter. And in a moment, um, we are being joined in our respective living rooms by some special guests to talk about today's topic, which is... Fear of isolation. Yeah, so with this episode, um, actually, I'll, I'll have our guests introduce themselves first before I get into the reasoning behind it. Hi, everyone. My name is Danielle Holcher, and I am a therapist, a concurrent disorders clinician. So I specialize in trauma and relationships. I'm the clinical director and the owner of Skylark Counseling, downtown Vancouver. So my background is neuroscience and psychology, and I did a master's degree in counseling psychology. So thank you so much for having me. Nice. Welcome. Damn. <laughs> and who else do we have with us? Uh, hi, I'm Kwesi Thomas. I'm a stand-up comedian, actor, and musician. And uh, I guess I'm, uh, after that intro, I'm clearly here for just, like, commentary. <laughs> well, we, so you're the expert. I'm a student of human behavior, but not certified? <laughs> well, uh, we we uh, w- wanted to bring all of us together because, um, you know, as we were talking before the recording started, um, each of us, uh, of course, this podcast is being recorded uh, during a very, a very turbulent time in the world right now. And as mentioned, we are currently recording this uh, in our own uh, living rooms through uh, th- through online remote recording. Um, and again, uh, as this uh, podcast is talking about the fear of isolation. Um, everybody's experience with isolation, not just during this particular period in time, uh, but you know, at any time, is very different. So glad to have you both here to join me and Jeff for this conversation. Thank you for mm-hmm. having me. And with this episode, so as soon as the COVID nineteen happened, Danny and I started talking about doing a COVID nineteen episode. Um, but I felt like there's so many facts and so much information that's going on in the world right now that we really don't need another podcast episode talking about the facts and, and information. You can go to the government website. You can find that information. It exists. But the thing that I find fascinating about COVID-19, especially in the situation we're in right now, being isolated is the mental health side side of it. Like, how are we coping as a society or as an individual being stuck inside the house for long periods of time? We're at what, week four, five? I don't know anymore. Yeah. I'm in the film industry, so let's let's call it eight to be safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And and depending on the person, our in our our experiences are so different but also similar, which I find really fascinating about our situation right now. So my first question um, that we always dive into on every episode um, is why are people afraid of isolation? Great question. May may I, or are you asking that to Daniel? I'm asking it to everybody. As a student of human (laughs) behavior. um, (laughs) I'm excited to hear this. (laughs) 
we're uh, okay. Real talk. I've this is something I've really had a problem with people in general. But um, there's a there's a, a sense of not ever really wanting to be responsible for anything. And when you're isolated and it's just you, you don't really have anybody to blame for what happens. <laughs> right. Um, and I don't know if I, I, I'm just kind of firing off a really fiery one right now, but that's really what I think people's problems with it. They have, it's just them. And that's of course, if you're absolutely by yourself, I don't know if that's going to be the case with, if you're isolated with a spouse or family or whatever, but I, I think before isolation, people just have an issue being by themselves and being responsible for themselves. Uh, and this is this is kind of forcing it on everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's very true. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's it's a really challenging time for folks because the world is quieter in a way instead of you know rushing to work and transiting and and having all of this stuff to do movies and friends it suddenly becomes quite silent and we're often just stuck with our thoughts and with our issues that we might not have thought about in years or our self-criticisms our self-blame uh is often at the forefront of our minds and it can be really really scary and really intimidating and even the word isolation to me has like a negative connotation to it it. Like I, I don't normally think of a positive experience when I think of isolation. I think of, you know, when I was grounded as a kid and told to go to my room or the principal's office or, uh, you know, going, being trapped in the tundra or the middle of the forest somewhere or solitary confinement in a corrections facility. Like it's not typically associated with happiness for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible word. Yeah. I mean, do you think? Do you think if they used another word for it, it would be a little easier, even at a subconscious level? Yeah, I mean, like as a counselor, a narrative is really, really important. Um, so the difference between uh, social isolation and physical isolation uh, is a big thing. A, a lot of counselors are talking about that right now because it does shift the frame of thought. But at the end of the day, like you say, no matter what we call it, it's challenging because we're either, uh, you know, feeling stuck uh, in our house, in our apartment with our partners, with kids, with the roommate that we hate. Yeah. Uh, with ourselves um and it's not fun there's there's a lot of challenges that come up that uh aren't necessarily there when we have the freedom to do what we want out in the world yeah Yeah. and and also as well you have a lot of people who are extroverted and live on their own that are now having to figure out a new way of, of living their life they're used to going out they're used to seeing friends and they don't have that anymore Oh, of course. It's our, uh, we're social creatures. Um, Interacting with friends and and doing social activities is such a big part of our lives, even when it's not the purpose of it. So if I'm on transit and I'm not interacting with people, at least I have people around me. Or if I go to the grocery store every second day, I'm interacting with the cashier. I'm interacting with a stranger that, uh, you know, opens the door for me or closes the door for me. Um, Mm. And I think a lot of those things we take for granted and and isolation is, is or connection rather is similar to air in a way if, if if you take it away it's you really notice it but when you have it it's it's just kind of taken for granted mm-hmm. so uh, i was wondering um if, if we were feeling up for it um if people would be uh, up for sharing their uh experiences with uh with their uh current social distancing, social isolation. Um, how have, you know, uh, how has the last 
few weeks been for for you? Um, you know, perhaps in a few words or a few sentences, has it been easy for you to adjust to to our current new normal? Hopefully, not the new normal forever. But yeah, how has how has it been for for everyone so far? I think for me, it's been challenging because it's a new experience. I, I'm a really, I was saying to Jeff earlier, I'm a really big planner and I'm used to, you know, knowing what I'm going to do in, in August and looking into September and the fall and uh, not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow is really challenging for me and anxiety provoking. And um, the, the unpredictability of it in a way is, is good for me in, in a sense, but also it makes it really hard to envision your life and follow through with your dreams and goals. And, and I find that like it impacts my day to day and, and, and I'm, I'm, uh, living with a partner currently and we're both working from home. So there's a lot of, um, compromise and negotiation and <laughs> love and anger it's 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 uh it's heartening to know that that even uh, uh even a trained counselor um has these uh, uh issues pop up in their life they're human just like us oh <laughs> totally totally we have we have the problems too so it's uh it's been an interesting learning experience and there's definitely been moments of opportunity and um like self-growth in a way but there's been a lot of uh a lot of challenges that you just can't predict because we, mm -hmm. all of us, I'm guessing, haven't been through a pandemic before, haven't been through social isolation for weeks on end. So it's just right. challenging. Mm -hmm. You, um, you mentioned actually both Jeff and Danielle, you guys mentioned, uh, like, inf like information and a lack of it. And I, I kind of want to jump in right off the top, but there's so much information and zero mm -hmm. fact. Mm -hmm. We're constantly being drowned with and information comes from anywhere <laughs> right mm -hmm. it's all yeah. and we genuinely we genuinely have no idea what's going on right so that's what's messing with me uh outside of uh, truth be told though like I, i'm a i don't know if how much you guys believe in this stuff but i'm a gemini so i'm i'm seeing this in a very much a, a best of both worlds and a worst of both worlds right like because <laughs> like i live in a house with four or five other roommates but I live in the ensuite of the house. So I've literally gone like three, four days without leaving my house, without leaving my room, you know? <laughs> um, but at the same time, if I get that itch, you know, I can hear them. They're on, they're on the balcony right now. We've been, we've, it's been like a collective isolation if I can create an oxymoron. Right? Right. But so there's been good and bad. Uh, but the, genuinely, the only thing that is truly messing with me because I am very used to downtime. I, like as a comedian, as an actor, I'm very used to, it's just how it is. We're in a dead moment right now. And if I like, and if I don't have a reason to leave the house, <laughs> I'm not gonna. So it's not being by myself. It's the not knowing. It's the really, really hearing so much, hearing so much, da, 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 da. and actually of all of that, not knowing when this is going to end. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and two, the option of leaving has been removed because even in these moments, in the moments of like, yeah. oh, I don't want to, I don't feel like leaving the house for a week. It's happened. But anytime I want to do something and someone tells me I can't, it's like, you know, <laughs> I, I turn into a six-year-old all over again, you know? We're all right. We've gone through living what other people have told us to do. You know, we're yeah. all choosing what kind of lives we want to live now. And now... The world is, you said it earlier, Daniel, we've, we're, we've been grounded by the world. <laughs> yeah. We're in time I think now. That, 
I think the part that that is really frustrating too um, is that you know Danielle was saying that you use isolation as a punishment. To, you know, it's a punishment in correctional um, facilities. It's a punishment. Go sit in that corner when you're a kid and have a timeout. Yeah. But with that isolation, in those punishment situations, you know when that's going to end. You're yeah. told to go stand in that corner for half an hour. You're told you're getting thrown into the shoe for a month or however right, long. I don't, right. I don't know how prison works. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but now we don't know. We know nothing. And all we can do is sit here and watch the constant stream of crap come in. Or just, I feel like a large amount of the time I'm the old man screaming at the sky where yeah. there's so many people that are not socially social isolating right now or are just not taking it seriously and really making it bad for everybody else. And that's what's driving me nuts. And I feel like every day is a roller coaster of emotions. We're, of not, like, we're not working as a team to get to the, whatever end of this is. You know? No, and I think a lot of people are allowing their, their privilege um, to, to control them um, where you know, they've got, they're in a situation where they can go out or they can do this, they're healthy, they're whatever. Um, So they're not worried about it, not thinking about other people. Now, uh, Jeff, Jeff, thank you very much. Uh, Thank you all for sharing your experiences. And thank you, Jeff, for, for uh, uh, helping segue into the next section. What I wanted to say, though, is, uh, Jeff, uh, I felt some of those emotions, you know, when when going out, Uh, I feel fear when I you know, there is some fear when I go to the grocery store, uh, you know, uh, and so I wanted to, to check in with, with you, Danielle. Um, you know, you, uh, you've been working uh, as a counselor. You, uh, you've taught master's level classes on anger management, trauma, and counseling skills. What sort of, you know, for people who are listening to this episode and, uh, you know, who may not have ever had a chance to go and see a counselor, may not have had a chance to learn about about these things, um, what sort of emotions could people possibly uh, uh, may need to be aware of? Um, certain emotions popping up in a time like this, you know, in whether it's here or another traumatic incident. What kind of emotions should people be aware that they may not even be uh, knowing that they're here? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's challenging because there can be a lot of emotions at the same time. So for some people, their go-to is anger, right? Like the frustration at the grocery store. Like why why do we have to stand so far apart? It takes two hours now to get groceries. And then I go home and I have to interact with people uh, virtually and the technology isn't working. And financially, I'm struggling because I lost my job. And this is just, you know, it's kind of like a just want to get rid of this and I hate all of it I hate the world and then other moments it's sadness right where it's a grieving experience we're collectively grieving the loss of our world the loss of our routines of our reality and it's it's sad it's it's heartbreaking a lot of people can't see loved ones right now a lot of people uh, are really craving a hug or um, you know want to see their their uh, old dog of at an ex ex's house or something like everything is just restricted and a lot of people are feeling uh like it's claustrophobic right now like uh they're just they're not as free as they used to be and and it's infuriating for people and it's scary too because 
of that unpredictability. We, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know when this is going to end. Uh, we don't know, you know, what the government is going to direct us to do or what's true or what's false in the media. It's, it's this whole kind of amalgamation of information and the brain's on overload. So for a lot mm. of people too, they're not feeling any emotions. They're just kind of frozen sitting on the couch, not knowing what to do, not knowing whether to get groceries or not, or to buy masks or not, or toilet paper or not, and just just kind of just validating whatever emotion is coming up for you and trying to find words. I often tell clients just going back to the basics, happy, sad, mad, one of those three, surprise. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or not, right? Yeah, like whatever's yeah. going on for you. It's uh, it's so important just to recognize that and know that it does change moment to moment, day to day. A lot of people are reporting that uh, they're enjoying the time away from work or they're enjoying the time away from their routine one day and then the next day, not so much. So it yeah, definitely fluctuates. Yeah. Do you find other people's, uh, do you find other people's reaction or maybe it's just they're not matched up with you, but you find other people's reactions to all of this, like angering or <laughs> frustrating. You know, uh, or like, for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like the people yeah. that you've spoken to over the phone or whatever, like, yeah, I think like for me, it's more so in my personal life. So when I'm a counselor, I put on the counselor hat and whatever experience is in front of me, I accept that. But in my personal life, definitely. Um, often like this being a collective trauma in a way, because trauma is anything that negatively shifts our worldview. So it's not a positive experience for a lot of folks. And so when we're going through a trauma, we often see polarized reactions. So there are people that are that might be in denial, like Jeff was saying. So they're you know, going out and still going to parks and, and still, you know, gathering in groups of 5, 10, 20 yeah. you know, people. And then there are people that are really, really, really scared and are super hyper vigilant and, uh, you know, making sure that they're not going out at all. And when they do go out for groceries, that everything's sanitized and taking all of these precautions. Um, mm -hmm. and, 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 and it's hard, particularly when you live in a house or, uh, with someone that is having the opposite reaction to you. So we're seeing yeah. a lot of, of relationship challenges too, where one person is thinking, okay, the media is overreacting right now, you know, in, in a month, it'll, it'll all go back to normal. And then the other person, like life as they know it is, is gone. So it, yeah. it, it's, it's like oil and vinegar. It, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a test for your relationship. Like I'm, I'm happy that I have a partner that is amazing and, and everything's going, been going well with us, but you know, you hear all the, the, it's like a weird pandemic joke now that you're either going to get divorced or have a baby. Like, it's just so, but it, it's kind of true, right? Like, why, why not? Why, why choose Jeff? Why choose? Get divorced <laughs> and have a baby? Have a baby and then divorce that baby? In the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's just, and, and you were saying earlier too, it's, there's so much, self-reflection that you now have to do you're stuck with yourself i have i have friends that are really not into self-reflection at all they do not like to be alone they do they they're go 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 and they they purposely keep going so they don't have to be stuck with their own thoughts and that's how they cope with things <laughs> i'm not saying it's healthy or not but that's what they do yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but now they really they have to you have no choice you have no you're alone all the time you got to figure this out. 
Uh, now, Quasi, uh, uh, um, as, as a stand-up comic, you've, you've performed all across Canada? Uh, yes, sir. Um, and uh, uh, have, you, have you done the, the classic like road comic tours where you've, you've driven out to different... That's pretty uh, much the life I've been living for like three or four years now. I thought, yeah, I kind of just, that's how it is now. <laughs> right, right. Hit the road um, to a couple cities at a time. Do, uh, what, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, when you do that, um, do you usually go out with another comic, uh, or do you sometimes do those those trips by yourself? Uh, I, I've heard from different standups that you know sometimes you're doing you know six, eight, ten, twelve hour drives, middle yeah. of the night, small town. It can be it can be tough. Yeah, I prefer. Uh, this kind of goes to what I was saying before. I actually prefer to do it by myself. Um, mm. I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> of uh, of being in a car with another comedian for like eight hours. <laughs> what? It's not the funniest thing ever? <laughs> I've had some really great road gigs for sure, you know, and, and I mean, I, it's you're in the car with a friend or you're in the car with a colleague, right? Mm, you're in right, the car with a friend, right. it's all good. Even if it gets bad, you guys, you know, whatever, you know, but you're like, I I, uh, I got to a place where I found myself in the car with a colleague a little too often, and uh, and I, I don't. So truth be told, I rather I rather like I I I'm fine by myself, right? I, <laughs> I'm the only boy, single mother, two sisters. I am fine by myself, generous. <laughs> so so, uh, so so with that, um, uh, when you're in the car by yourself, um, and you're going on these long drives for for someone like me, um, that could be very isolating and being by myself the whole time you know sure you have the radio but at some point it's like you know you're you're just there by yourself and uh you know there are some people who are like oh, i don't like long road trips so i don't want to be in the car H- how do you um it, it sounds like you know you're you're dealing with the current situation as well as you can and also when you're in those long drives by yourself as a comedian how, it, do you need to do anything in order to stay sane, or are you perfectly okay? With I talk it? to myself, man. I talk to myself all day long, even when I'm not on the road, even you know pre quarantine. Like I really, really mean it, and I'm not trying to say that I don't miss going out and seeing my friends and everything. Of course, I do. I freaking I give anything for the attentions of a Cactus Club waitress right now. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, it's not the part of this that's bugging me. I. I, I'm I'm in constant conversation with myself all day long. It's people mm. interrupting me. That's that's what <laughs> you call it a conversation. <laughs> I call it people interrupting me. <laughs> you know? So uh, like the the longest drive I've ever done was uh, was uh, be, it was yeah Vancouver to to uh, was it Cram no um starts with a C in Alberta. I'm dropping on. but yeah it was uh and it was long and it was uphill like the whole time it seemed you know and physically it was straining um but basically all i did was give myself as many breaks as i needed you know like yeah. I, I left a day earlier than i had to because i had a feeling it was going to be a while um and yeah just kind of just take care of yourself admit that you need to stop driving you know have a smoke, smoke a joint chill out for a little bit keep keep going but that mm-hmm. that, that kind of plays into how i was raised cool. though you know like and it's it's good and bad but i wasn't as a kid i was never really allowed to dwell on things that bug me, you know, like call it a generational thing, whatever. But my parent, my, my mother was always like, 
no time for this. We got to make that rent, you know, <laughs> like, like, like in a sentence, that's kind of what my, my upbringing was, you know, it wasn't, there's was no sitting around in your feelings and we're, you know, we gotta, we gotta go, come on, get up, get out, get out of it. So that's, I'm, I'm like that with myself now, you know, anytime I'm down, I'll let myself feel it because I don't want to deny myself feelings, <laughs> you know, I'll let myself feel it, but sure enough, I'll hear, I'll hear my mom like, all right, all right, all right, all right, get up, get up, get up, go, go. You got to go. Yeah. Time for this. It's not what you you're just like. bury it down really deep. Yeah. Just all those emotions. You know what? I won't say I hear that. that really helps. I don't say that. I, <laughs> I have no idea where it goes, but, <laughs> but it helps to be a comedian. It helps to be a comedian. It helps to be an actor where, Hey, we want anger. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> just let me pull that emotion out. I got it buried there somewhere. It's still in, it's still in there somewhere, which is why I believe I'm pretty good at what I do. Uh, as, like artistically, but but yeah, you're right. It, it's buried somewhere, but it's it's down enough that I don't like wear it on my sleeve all the time. You know, mm-hmm. like I try to I try to keep it jovial. I try to keep it you know positive and and, and cheerful when I'm around other people, even stop what's going on in my mind. So right. yeah, I don't know what that means as far as where my pain goes. But <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna have a, a counseling session with Gazi here. <laughs> I like it. I'm listening. I'm listening. This is good. I don't. Yeah, but basically, all of that to say, that's how I deal with any conflict in my life. You know, mm-hmm. feel it, analyze it, and when you've done that, move on. Kind of right. thing. You know. And how does that make you feel? Well, it makes it makes me feel great today, and it makes me feel like shit tomorrow. I feel like it's a fine balance between the two right of, yeah. of living in that living yeah. in the moment and being jovial and 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 like a sense of humor is is so amazing in terms of coping when when times are really depressing and really challenging and it can be the joy in yeah. people's day like not just not just for you but for other people too I was so gonna say like I've, I've found that I've found that I've been helping other people more than I've been doing anything for my own self you know like people don't know how to deal with this kind of stuff but like trauma is my upbringing you know mm-hmm. so I, I've I, been finding that a lot of uh with my team at work I've been doing a lot of like mental health check-ins with people yeah. and just being like, Gee, you know, I'm here to listen if you need to get anything off your chest. If you don't want to, that's totally fine as well. Yeah. Um, but I just want to make sure that you're heard and that um, that we're here for yeah. each other. I think that's important. You guys been well. talking to people you haven't spoken to in a long time? Yeah. Um, yes and no. <laughs> I've been trying to do an online uh, class reunion. Oh, uh, that's not a yeah. bad idea. Yeah, uh, it's not going well. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> is really responding at all. Um, I, just I, had, have a... I just had my 20 last year, and it was fucking bumping. So I think I'm right. <laughs> my My 20 is this year. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but uh, I, I graduated with a class of 25 people in rural Manitoba. Um, so it, you would think it'd be easier to get everyone together, but it's not. <laughs> Is it the internet connection? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have the internet in Manitoba yet. So one day they'll get it. <laughs> Just one guy passing a phone around. <laughs> <laughs> I got the internet. <laughs> I have two random thoughts. Uh, first off, I, I would love, um, if, you are, if you are a Clear of Science listener, 
um, in a in a smaller town and perhaps more rural town, uh, send us a message because I'd be very curious to hear how the experience is from say someone say in a rural Manitoba versus say downtown Toronto or or uh, you know uh, Qualicum Beach versus you know uh, downtown East you know East Vancouver. Um, I I I wonder if we would be having the same emotional feelings that the same feelings of isolation or are people who live more rural more remote are they more used to it i actually had um something happen today on facebook that was exactly that situation um i had a, i was talking about how everyone needs to uh socially isolate and not be going to the park or going camping this weekend um to really just stay at home i know it's tempting because it's a long weekend coming up it's no, uh, it's uh, November, <laughs> April 9th right now. I don't even know the month anymore. Um, and Easter long weekend is coming up. Um, but, uh, you know, so I was talking about that on Facebook and a friend of mine who lives in rural Manitoba um, was saying, well, you still need to get outside. You still need to get um, get out in nature, all of this. Um, and I was just arguing back and forth. We realized in the end that me living in a city um, it is it is difficult to get outside because if you go out to a park like Trout Lake or something like that, it's so just packed right now that it's not safe. It's actually not safe at all. Right. But for her, she lives on a farm in the middle of nowhere. So for her, getting out in nature is a lot different than me getting out in nature. So it was a lot of back and forth to realize. Having nature to yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, Having yeah. Nature to yourself because, yeah, you can go, but... Like yeah, early, early on, I was like, okay, you know what? this is the time when I start, you know, going for walks. I walk, I only walk when I have somewhere to go, right? Yeah. But early yeah. on, I was like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this and I'm going to go for some walks. Like day three, <laughs> it was like, okay, everyone had the same idea. I'm going back home, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. And I live on Commercial Drive and there's people everywhere. I can't go for a walk and not run into someone. Yeah. Even if I do the side streets, like not even walking down the drive itself. Yeah. Oh, totally. And and I think the experience is different for somebody living in a house versus somebody living in an apartment building too, when you have to be in an elevator. And right now mm-hmm. we're, uh, it was supposed to be what, six, six feet, 10 feet apart. And that's, there, that's not enough space in the elevator to even get out of your building with somebody. So let alone opening all the doors to get out and, you know, with thousands of people in the same building as you. So I think the level of risk is different too. And, and the level of risk and the media is different as well. I, I know some folks in the Okanagan right now, and um, there's there's not people wearing masks in the grocery store. However, when I go to the grocery store in Burnaby here, everyone's wearing a mask. Yeah. So even mm-hmm. that in and of itself, the visual field is different. And it's, it's, uh, it's hard to forget that there's a pandemic going on when I'm looking at people through, and I can feel a mask on my face versus going to the grocery store and having people, you know, just, just take extra space away from me. Uh, like, taking space for themselves and um, for their loved ones. So it's, it's definitely very, I think it's very different from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Danielle, um, you are, are still working from home um, with your, with your practices. Um, and again, for our listeners just tuning in, uh, what, are, what is the name of your practice again? Uh, Skylar Counseling. Skylar Counseling. Uh, 
you know, we're, I think we're about a month in, maybe, you know, uh, I'd be curious to check back in with you, you know, again, in another few months, but um, have you noticed, has there been a, a, an uptick in people who have been needing to reach out either to you or to your colleagues? Um, have there, uh, uh, and people who have been reaching out, um, have they been reaching out in some way because of coronavirus, COVID worries, et cetera? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's 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 a hot topic right now for a lot of people because it, it impacts people's lives in, in so many ways, right? Whether it's their finances or their relationship or their friends or the fact that they have, you know, parents living across the country and, uh, you know, Easter, they can't go back home for Easter. So <laughs> definitely it's, it's coming up a lot. And um, I think mental health is, is in the back of everyone's mind because a lot of us have lost our coping mechanisms that we normally do. So if I normally go for a run every morning, Monday to Friday, and I can't do that anymore, what does that do to my mental health? Or what does that do if, to my mental health if I can't meet my friends for coffee like I did every second day? Or if my uh, you know lunch hour at work is spent joking around with my coworkers. So a lot of that has shifted for people. And I think people are uh, starting to recognize the importance of mental health. The stigma of having a therapist isn't as strong as it once was 10, 20 years ago. If I walk into a workplace, a non-counseling workplace with business associates, people are joking around about their therapists and it's uh, it's more common to talk about. And, and I think it's an important thing to talk about because uh, we don't know how long this is gonna go on for and it's a challenging time for everyone. And to be able to talk about it is um, in the brain and Actually lowers the intensity of the emotions. So when we're talking to ourselves or talking to our dog or a cat, that's good. That's good. Talking like, to ourselves. Yeah. 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 And talking to loved ones. I certainly hope whatever happens here, that people's uh, people's sense of entitlement to the life we live, because you keep bringing up, and you're right. You know, it's our lives, it's our routine, it's our this. But it's like, is it ours though? I think we're being told right now that it isn't. Mm-hmm. You know? We've been taking advantage of all of these things. You know, we've been we've been taking advantage of of these interactions with the with the cashier and all these little things that we just kind of blow off because it, this is my life. I you know I I don't I have the right to not this. I have the right to not that. Right. I think I think that's being challenged right now. You yeah. know, and not not so much a privileged thing because that that's been tied to race a lot lately, and it's not the point I'm trying to make. I'm just I'm talking about an entitlement to the life you've been living. Yeah. yeah, and how lucky we are to have had that so far. And I think privilege is like that is a word that's come up a lot for me, and like and not tied to a race kind of privilege. I think it's just a social economic yeah. thing. Um, like, As North Americans, I, we are privileged, and there's yeah. privilege within that privilege, of course. But like, Definitely. but even my friend who lives on a farm, um, who who has that, she has a privilege. She has a privilege that. She has nature and she's able to get out into it easier than a lot of other people in Canada, especially in cities. And I think it's just realizing where you're coming from and where your privilege is and and knowing that if you don't have that privilege anymore, uh, everything might be okay still. Uh, I think if you have an if you if you have a constant understanding and a constant appreciation for for the life you know, for life itself, I don't think you should have a problem sitting down in your house for a little bit. It's, they've asked us to do one thing. Yeah. Right? They've asked right. us to yeah. do one thing. 
<laughs> True, yeah. You got parks and trails filled to the brim. Right. Let's do one thing. <laughs> yeah. That has been driving me a little bit nuts where I like I definitely have I'm lucky in the sense that I'm in I consider myself an extra an extra intro. Um I I love <laughs> I love uh, interacting with people. I love meeting new people, but I get to a point where my my gauge just gets full, and then I just need some time to relax. So having this time to myself to do nothing, I'm not doing that bad actually. I've got lots of hobbies that uh, you know, I've been playing lots of D and D, doing a lot of miniature painting, like tons of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but you, know, Vancouver is a very uh, nature based city. And a lot of people who love getting out in nature, and uh, it's driving me nuts that people just won't stay inside. It just I don't even understand it. But that's also my own mentality. Now, uh, now, Jeff, uh, uh, lots of really great examples of, of what you're doing, and uh, you know we're, we get a chance to host the podcast, and you know other people. Uh, you know, it's really great to have people sharing their art online, and uh, you know, um, like a, a still. You know, play music and connect with people, watch movies, etc. But um, but how do you know for, you know for for us for you know why, why when we have this time, you know like and I feel this too. I feel like I need to feel every evening still, even though I'm at home still. Um, I feel like even though I'm even though I'm currently laid off, uh, I feel the need that oh from Monday to Friday, nine to five, I should still have routines and I should still try and be productive and learn new things. And in the evening, I should talk to people. Um, why do I feel that instead of being, you know, why do I feel like I, I do need to fill that time about stuff instead of being like, you know what, I'm, I'm okay just sitting here on my own. As human beings, we all need a sense of purpose. Like that definitely is what what drives us a lot of the time, a sense of purpose and a sense of connection. And I think when our lives have shifted, a lot of our roles shift and we get a lot of purpose out of those roles. So if I am the best barista at my work, um, I am no, that is my role. Uh, so when I lose that, I lose a part of myself, a part of my identity. And so uh, being in, a, in such a perfectionistic culture, particularly Vancouver, where everybody's go, 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 we work a lot, we work really hard, it's, it, we can be socially uh, competitive too w with yes. work and, and accomplishments and, yes. and things. Mm -hmm. so I understand. Yes, please. Yeah. I have that Instagram profile that's on yeah. point, right? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Oh, totally. And, and our brain is still on that on that frame of thought right now. I, I keep talking to people and they're saying they have these all these to do lists, they want to do their taxes, they want to get all this done, they want to learn how to make bread and they want to take advantage of this time, and they're getting none of it done. And there's that sense of guilt and self blame that we were talking about where, okay, this is my fault. Now I don't have any excuses because before I was really, really busy. And that's dissipated now. I'm either laid off or, you know, I'm not going out socially anymore. So I have the time and yet I don't, I don't feel like doing it because I'm exhausted because I'm processing all my new world and all of these emotions. So I think, I think we can definitely still have purpose and still have productivity and meaning in our lives. It's just shifted and it's just different. Does keeping busy help uh, ward off depression? Yeah, oh, that's a tough question. Yes, yes and no. Yes and no. I think keeping keeping busy is definitely uh, 
a distraction for our minds. Our minds are very creative. Uh, we love diversity. So, um, you know, being trapped in a room, my mind doesn't do well. Our minds are uh, continuously searching for different stimuli. So um, when we're just kind of stuck and trapped, it's, uh, it's definitely um, challenging for people that struggle with anxiety and depression, uh, because again, we lose a lot of our coping mechanisms and we're alone with our thoughts and a lot of challenges are coming up and it all kind of builds on one another. So uh, yeah, busy helps, routine helps for sure. Uh, but at the same time, it's about balance. So if I'm too busy, that can also promote depression because I'm running off my feet and I don't have time for the things that I need time for, whether it's you know relaxing at the end of the day or talking to loved ones or uh, I don't know, just staring out into the clouds, whatever whatever it is that makes you happy and fulfills you uh it's finding that right um the right moderation of it yeah and if you don't deal with it if you just keep yourself busy um eventually you're gonna run out of things to do and then that that flood of emotions you've been trying to push away is catching up with you yes yeah 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 definitely it can be hard i had i had another counselor describe to me once uh that we're all carrying backpacks and so every challenge we have um is another rock in the backpack so if somebody cuts me off in the starbucks line it's another rock uh if i have an argument on the road because of road rage that's another rock if i have uh big traumas in my past you know um in my childhood that's you know a bigger rock and it's weight and we carry it around with us and it impacts us and how we see the world. And certainly it doesn't mean that we can't navigate through the world, that we can't be happy in any way. It just means that it's it's present and it's still it's with us. You don't know when those rocks are gonna pop out of that bag either sometimes, eh? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Break out break. The wrong person, but you're yeah. you're totally talking to someone else. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Or you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you hear you hear your mother's voice or your ex's voice or that that grade three teacher, you know, that was yeah. a real jerk. Like yeah. it's it's interesting when it pops up. And, and I think when we're in isolation, a lot of stuff is popping up for people because there's not the busyness of the world to to distract our minds. Now, have there been any long term studies done on isolation, um, psychological studies that you know of, Danielle? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot done um, in corrections. Uh, I was honestly, of, I was going to tell that joke, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> all the prisons in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it's, it's a really controversial topic, actually, um, because like ethically with research, you're not supposed to do harm on your participants, right? So um, isolation often does harm for a lot of people, particularly if there's underlying mental health issues, right? So uh, historically we've learned and the World, World Health Organization talks about this, that isolation is not a good thing for our brains. We're pack animals, we love connection. Uh, we learn from each other. Evolutionarily speaking, we're programmed to be um, to help one another out to progress our species. So when we take all that away, uh, the brain struggles. It, it goes into fight, flight, freeze, and and it doesn't really know what to do. And so um, it gets creative. So if you think of uh, that movie uh, Castaway with Tom Hanks, yeah, is that yeah. the one? Wilson. Where 
Yeah. Are you saying the fact that I've drawn a face on a volleyball is a bad sign for me right now? <laughs> no judgment. No, if you're if your best friend is Wilson the volleyball, you know, we can I'll give you my card and we'll get along. <laughs> yeah. No, but in a way, like in all seriousness, like our, our brain does that to us. It seeks mm -hmm. out that connection, even when it's not there. And so talking to ourselves is good. Talking to, to or, or journaling too, like that's, that's a form of narrative as well. So anything that we can do to process our thoughts and get it to the front of our brain, to our prefrontal cortex, where we're able to make rational decisions, where we're able to weigh the pros and the cons and put it into words, that, that's what we want people to do yeah and I, I find it fascinating as well because this is something new that everybody's gone going through together we've never we've never had to deal none of us were in here during the black plague so yeah. uh you know, that, that's a good american plague they've changed it <laughs> but uh we've never had to uh we've never had to deal with this before so i think a lot of the a lot of the emotions uh that we're feeling and a lot of um the ups and downs that we're having yeah. we just kind of have to accept it and yeah. and acknowledge it and yeah. then then go on yeah it's hard yeah. i do yeah uh crazy um for in, in your experience um and uh you know from from fellow stand-up comics here in vancouver and elsewhere um you know for for yourself do you do you use your humor? Do you use stand up as a way to to process things and to and to try and figure out stuff? And I always have comedy is a side effect of that. Being a stand up comedian is a is a is a happy is a happy find. Right, right. I'm able to squeeze a buck out of it, and I'm actually able to connect with you know hundreds to thousands of people at a time. Yeah. But that was a happy find, honestly. If I never found comedy, I'd be the most hilarious IT dude you know. <laughs> so, so again, to answer to answer it as colorfully as I can, um, yes, like it's how I deal with everything. It's how I deal. It's how I dealt with my traumas as a kid. It's how I deal with people now. You know, if I get into an argument, it sucks to be on the other side of that because I am going to use humor that everyone else will agree is humor, but if it's coming at you, <laughs> you know, not, so yeah, of course, like humor is, humor is my default. Thank you. Because, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I think to build upon that and what Danielle said, um, you know, uh, it's about finding, finding ways to, to process this and to, and to sur survive and thrive, hopefully during, during this time, I think it's, yeah. it's important to, uh, to, find a way to put this into a context that's not only greater than ourselves, but also with, but just for ourselves as well. You gotta, you gotta understand though, the idea that there's anything other than ourselves is a problem in today's, in today's society. Right. And that kind of, it just goes back to sort of what I was talking about before, where people don't want to take, don't want, they don't want to be by themselves. They don't want, because, but honestly, you can't tell me that the I the idea that someone else matters, the idea, you know, like so mm. so that right. I gotta kinda throw that at that comment there, you know. Like cool. we've gotta we've gotta work on that first before we're able to Well I think the situation is making people have to be a little bit more humble. Hopefully. I'm hoping people have to become more humble because 
we're in a situation where, you know, me going out to a park can kill someone with a compromised immune system. Yeah. And that's just the reality of it. I don't even know if I'm, I don't think I'm sick, but I might be. We don't know. <laughs> and, we don't know. And it, yeah. it's like I'm, lo- I'm carrying around a loaded gun and it might just go off. And, and I think that's, people are coming to that harsh reality right now as the death numbers are going up and up and up. Luckily in Canada, our numbers staying down a little bit lower, but even just our neighbors looking at the United States, it's just unbelievable how quickly it's going up over there. Yeah, yeah. And it's scary because our minds go to the what ifs, our minds go to the worst case scenario. So Mm -hmm. the stories that we hear of of, of people dying is, is very real for each each one of us and it's um you know it, it's it's shocking for me i should speak for myself it's, it's shocking in a way when, it, when i hear these bits and pieces of information of real lives out there and real heartbreak and desolation really of an entire planet it's um it's 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 hard it's hard to swallow and continue about your regular day right and and i think mm-hmm. in any sort of trauma there is opportunity for growth and there is beauty right you see people coming together like the seven o'clock downtown vancouver cheer for healthcare professionals you know like oh it just warms my heart so much or you know people getting together on skype and zoom and all of these chats and these different groups and some of the most creative shit I've ever seen. <laughs> that is. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I hate to, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off like that, but it's like when you, no. it, like, it's amazing what people by themselves for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the amount of creativity that's been coming out, um, just like even with the limitations of technology, um, is, is incredible. And I think we're going to have a massive, influx of of just you know new music coming out new new show ideas new everything because people finally have the time to be able to to just get into it and and spend some time on personal projects i'm gonna have an amazing diorama of uh, all my dnd characters fighting together so you know i'm making the world a better place too (laughs) but uh so I had I one last question um, before we wrap this up. Um, so my last question is, um, are there any good coping mechanisms um, that we can use to deal with this isolation? Yeah, definitely. I can speak to that. Uh, routine is a good thing at this point. So your brain, our bodies are searching for some normality. So getting up at the same time, going to bed at the same time, checking in with people at the same time. Uh, diversity is good too. So uh, op- opening up the windows, you know, feeling the weather, being outside as, as much as you can. Um, I know it's, it's limited, but uh, you know, diversity with your food and cooking with the types of people that you talk to and their opinions too. So people that are maybe really concerned, people that aren't so concerned to get that variety. Um, And I think reflecting back on moments of joy and, uh, 
you know, moments of happiness when you're struggling too is important because when you're reliving that experience, whether it's talking about it or just thinking about it, uh, the brain is lighting up and dopamine, the happy chemical is going off in your brain. And that is coping. That is, is preparing yourself for something that might happen tomorrow or may not happen tomorrow, right? And so as specific as you can get with, with those memories or uh, those moments of laughter uh, is, is good because your brain um, and stimulating your brain in a, in a happy way. And I think uh, being a counselor, so very biased with this, but talking about everything, talking, talking, talking. So talking about the happy moments, the sad moments, the weird moments, the awkward moments, uh, talking about the unspoken. I think now is a really good time to get a therapist. If you don't have one already, reach out to mental health professionals. There's a lot of beauty in the world. There's a lot of uh, volunteering. Um, working in a private practice downtown Vancouver, most private practices now are virtual. So wherever you are in BC, in Canada, uh, you can reach out to counselors in Vancouver and, and talk to them about the issues that are concerning you. If you don't have uh, extended health coverage, there's a really great network going on right now that I recently joined and it's bccovidtherapists at gmail.com. So if you email them, um, they'll get you connected with a counselor for free or by donation and all the counselors are certified and registered and there's art therapists and social workers and I think to date they're growing uh, 60, 60 healthcare professionals or more just donating their time to help people so there's big wow. movements like this that are really making right. a difference That's and really it's great. so exciting to see you know people coming together and 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 helping really and I think it's so important to to really to focus on that positivity because we are hearing so much of the challenges that are going on, but to really recognize that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I'm going to just end the show on that. I think that was amazing. <laughs> amazing wrap up. I don't even know what else to add. <laughs> uh, you know, of course, to, to all of our, our listeners, no matter where they're listening from, uh, we, we want to uh, thank all of the, the healthcare workers that are out there, mm -hmm. all of the teachers that are, are still working with students, uh, counselors, therapists, people working in our grocery stores, people working at uh, delivering food, people making the food, um, and to people, you know, staying at home and staying safe and taking care of other people just by being careful and taking care of themselves and their community. I think, it, you know, uh, as the, we're all talking about it, it's, um, you know, it's a, it's it's a team effort and we got to take care of ourselves so that everybody can take care of each other uh but before we wrap up uh for for both uh danielle and quasi thank you both for joining us uh where, where can our listeners learn more about you and your work again one more time uh danielle you go <laughs> yeah yeah for me my name is danielle holcher and skylark counseling clinic downtown vancouver so we can be reached uh, on our website you can book appointments directly online at www.skylarkcounselingclinic.ca you can give me a call directly 778-899-3802 please reach out i'm usually alive and awake uh, between the hours of 9 a.m and 9 p.m uh, or you can email connect at skylarkclinic.ca so please reach out. And if I can't help you directly, I'll find somebody that will be able to help you. Awesome. Um, <laughs> Thomas, K-W-A-S-I, Thomas spelt the colonial way. Um, it's on all of my social media. That's how you find me. Um, and right now uh, with a buddy of mine, Rodney Ramsey and Daniel Woodrow, 
uh, in Montreal and Toronto, respectively. We're actually doing something very similar to this, but it's a little more lighthearted. Uh, we're picking we're picking seasons of shows, and we're just three buddies talking about it. So you can count you you know you can chime in online. Uh, it's called Binge Nation, but you can find all the information on uh, on my Facebook. And uh, we're also going to be starting up a hip hop one uh, next week. So really, it's just you want to just be a fly on the wall of a conversation of three bu- really really good buddies. Come and join. So, uh, and yeah, and that's just use my name and you'll find me online. This is me. Thank you. I was going to say, Quasi, your project sounds like a really nice thing to have on while we're in social isolation. So, that's, that's it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like talk radio, but you can watch it if you want to because we're, you know, we're using Zoom um, and whatnot. But yes, yeah, you know, come pop it on, listen, watch TV, clean your house, do whatever. But it's just yeah. something to listen to, you know, some stimuli, like Danielle, you know, keeps mentioning. Yeah. It's just a little stimuli for ourselves and for whoever wants yeah. to tune in, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And for people who want to listen to more of Fear of Science, Jeff, where can they find us? Uh, you can find us on social media where Science Fears on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We also have a Patreon as well if you would like to support us financially. Um, and by donation, Daniel needs a microphone that works. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> you can so give me the webcam, donations to get Daniel a microphone and a camera that works.com. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, awesome. and thank you to everyone for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye. I'm waving even though they can't see us. <laughs> <laughs>